You're listening to Thrive with Karina Grueling, a personal health and life design podcast for the modern everyday woman. Tune in and get inspired on how to thrive in your body and life. This is your host, Karina Grueling. My name is Karina Grueling. I'm an Ayurveda hormone coach, acupuncturist, and naturopath. And here I show you how you can naturally rebalance your hormones and reclaim your energy, lightness, regular cycles, and slim waistline. It's great to see you here again and that you are excited for a new episode. It's even very important that you listen well today, especially if you suffer from hormonal complaints such as PMS, estrogen dominance, weight gain, thyroid disorders, depression, fatigue or sleep disturbances, because all these complaints are also related to your gut and can be aggravated if your gut isn't doing well. And that's why the gut is also an important part of my Hormone Thrive program and the most important pillar in my Ayurveda Hormone Detox. Intestinal problems or digestive issues actually have two main causes. Cause one is a leaky gut and cause two is dysbiosis, which is a disrupted gut flora. So let's start with cause one. What does leaky gut actually mean? So the intestinal wall decides which nutrients should be absorbed by the body and which should not. And in the intestinal wall, there are very small gaps between the intestinal cells that act like a gate. And when we digest food, these gaps open just wide enough for a very small or for very small yeah, nutrient particles to enter the bloodstream and then continue on to the cells where the nutrients need to go. And then these gates close again. So gate open, gate closed every time we eat. Serious problems arise when the intestinal flora is inflamed or damaged. Then these gates of the intestinal wall no longer close properly and always remain slightly open. And so holes also form in the intestinal wall. And this is what we call leaky gut syndrome. Through these holes in the intestinal wall, bacteria, but also toxins, parasites, and also undigested food molecules, you know, food proteins can now enter the bloodstream where they actually have no business being. And they should always be transported out through the intestinal outlet. So the intestine thus has a very important barrier function. And that's why there are also um, a particularly large number of immune cells on the intestinal wall, which constantly check whether what we eat is good for us or not. And if now food components, bacteria, toxins, and so on, pass through the intestinal wall, then our immune defense cells, which are like bouncers actually constantly checking in who comes in, who goes out, then they are permanently on alert. Yes, they work over time, all the time, to get rid of these intruders. And this immune system alertness triggers chronic inflammation, which can lead to a variety of complaints. Not only digestive problems like severe bloating, constipation, diarrhea, or when you alternate also between constipation and diarrhea, also irritable bowel syndrome, chronic digestive problems, heartburn. So, 
This also has an impact on many other areas. So for example, skin problems, yeah, like psoriasis, eczemas, hives, they are closely related um, to this leaky gut syndrome. But also allergic reactions, yeah, food allergies, intolerances, or indeed all allergies one can have are connected with a leaky intestinal wall. So chronic pain, yeah, also joint pain can also be associated with a leaky gut syndrome, but also depression and mood swings, or if you suffer from anxiety, concentration and memory disorders that can be linked to chronic inflammation. And today we know that a leaky gut is also one of the main causes of autoimmune diseases such as Hashimoto's, you know, Crohn's disease, arthritis, allergies, rheumatism, yeah, eczema, chronic inflammation. So when the immune system is activated, yeah, it also causes continuous cortisol release. So we have a continuous stress reaction in the body. And this means that the adrenal glands have to constantly produce cortisol to fight these inflammations because that's an important task of cortisol. Cortisone helps to fight inflammation. But if cortisol is released continuously, then it disrupts our hormone system and affects many other hormones. And this leads to insulin resistance, yeah, also estrogen dominance and progesterone deficiency. And eventually, if this continues for many months, the adrenal glands are so overloaded that there is no longer enough cortisol available and the adrenal glands become exhausted. And this then further drives inflammatory processes and eventually, unfortunately, leads to chronic exhaustion or burnout. So it's not always just the deadline stress that one experiences, but it can also be stress that slowly spreads throughout your body. So also the health of your gut flora, our microbiome, largely determines whether we have balanced hormones. So whether we have good digestion, whether we feel good, or whether our hormones are in balance or not. A modern term for gut flora is the microbiome. And the microbiome is the umbrella term for all the millions of microorganisms, bacteria uh, that mostly live in our gut, but are also found on the skin surface and in all mucous membranes um, of the body, such as the nasal cavity, muscles, yeah, oral cavity, or vagina. So hormonal complaints and gastrointestinal issues go hand in hand. And sometimes it's not even clear which came first. On one hand, a disrupted microbiome can disturb our hormone balance. And on the other hand, hormones or hormonal imbalance can be the cause of digestive issues. So sometimes it feels like we are going around in circles. But regardless of how you spin it, if we want to address hormonal imbalance, gut health takes precedence. So it's really crucial. And that's something we absolutely need to take care of. 
So your gut bacteria influences many hormones. And it's important to note that research in this area is still in its infancy. So we know very little about hormone production in the gut. However, what we can say for sure is that a healthy microbiome primarily affects hormones like cortisol, our stress hormone, as we discussed earlier but also estrogen. Yeah, I will explain shortly what estrogen has to do with the microbiome, but also thyroid hormones as well as melatonin, our sleep hormone, serotonin, our happiness hormone, and even our hunger and satiety hormones depend on our gut flora. So how does the gut affect our estrogen levels? So we have talked a lot about estrogen here on the podcast. And for many women, estrogen levels are not optimal. It can be too high, which can, yeah, we can call it estrogen dominance, or it can be too low, which we call estrogen deficiency. Of course, many factors influence estrogen levels, but the microbiome and the liver play a crucial role. So we won't discuss the liver today. Now, there's already a podcast episode about that. Today, it's about the gut. And it's important to take another look at how estrogen is actually processed in the body. So as you might know, estrogen is mainly produced in the ovaries. And then it circulates through the blood to the target cells of various organs, you know, such as the breasts or uterus. And once estrogen has done its job, delivered its message, it needs to be converted and metabolized in the liver so that estrogens can be excreted via the gut. And in the gut, there's a specific group of gut bacteria that influence estrogen levels. And they are called the estrobolum. And after the liver, the estrobolum ensures that estrogens are broken down as completely as possible and can also be excreted ex completely as, no, completely as possible. And the estrobolum produces an enzyme with the very memorable name beta-glucuronidase. And this enzyme ensures that the estrogen levels are always balanced. So dysbiosis, a gut flora that is out of balance, can drive estrogen levels in both directions. So either too low or too high. And if the estrobolum produces too much beta-glucuronidase, the estrogen that was already broken down is reactivated. And it was already packaged, but now it's unpacked again. And this unpacked reactivated estrogen cannot be excreted and must be taken back to the liver where it must be converted and broken down again. And if this broken down estrogen is not excreted, then logically there's an excess of estrogen in the body. And too much um, estrogen can lead to complaints that we don't want, you no know, cycle problems, severe painful periods, heavy bleeding, weight gain, water retention. But it also strongly promotes tissue growth in the body and can be a cause of fibroids, of cysts, of endometriosis, and unfortunately also estrogen-related cancers. And logically, an excess of estrogen also weakens the liver and intestines and is often associated with digestive problems again. So if estrogen repeatedly enters these cycles, then the liver and intestines must work over over time permanently and are overwhelmed in the long run. 
So if we have too little yeah, of beta-glucuronides, on the other hand, can promote estrogen deficiency, which is quite typical for women in menopause, but is also increasingly found in younger women. So estrogen deficiency can not only favor a lack of estrogen, but also prevent ovulation, make it harder to get pregnant. And unfortunately, it also has many other side effects. So you can see gut flora really plays a pretty big role, especially in estrogen metabolism. And for example, if you have a very sluggish digestion, often suffer from constipation, then unfortunately the risk of developing estrogen dominance is even higher because we depend on regular bowel movements to transport the estrogen out of the body. So all hormones that we no longer need must be eliminated from the body because otherwise they can cause quite a bit of trouble in our body. Another topic is thyroid hormones, which are also strongly linked to gut health. And I mentioned earlier that many autoimmune diseases arise from inflammation in the intestinal wall. And this also applies to Hashimoto's disease. And in most cases, Hashimoto's thyroiditis um, subsequently triggers hypothyroidism. And that's why it's always so important to me that if, for example, hypothyroidism has been diagnosed in you, the doctor always checks for thyroid antibodies because these antibodies indicate whether you may have Hashimoto's disease. Then Hashimoto's disease is the cause of your hypothyroidism. And in the vast majority of cases, it is indeed Hashimoto's that triggers hypothyroidism. And in this case, it's not enough just to take L-thyroxine. Because you need to address the root cause of your hypothyroidism. And Hashimoto's is a chronic inflammation. And there we can intervene therapeutically in a completely different way than if we just focus on the thyroid and replace missing hormones. So it's very important that, for example, if you suffer from Hashimoto's, you pay a lot of attention to your gut health and try to eliminate inflammatory foods from your diet as much as possible. So an intact microbiome is also very important for thyroid hormones to actually take effect. So in order for our thyroid hormones to act on the receptors and be absorbed, they must first be converted from their inactive form T4 to their active form T3. And a large part of this conversion from the inactive to the active form occurs in the liver. But another part also occurs in the gut. And if the gut is in a poor state, we have to few... Um, yeah, actively functioning thyroid hormones. And this can be a reason why some women, for example, take thyroid medication and theoretically provide enough T4. Still, they have symptoms of hypothyroidism because what we put in doesn't actually reach the cell. For example, because our liver and gut are not functioning well, yeah, also studies have shown that most thyroid heart diseases, both hyperthyroidism and um, hypothyroidism, are indeed associated with negative changes in the microbiome. And often, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, it's also called SIBO, 
is also a cause of thyroid dysfunction. So your gut and thyroid hormones are closely connected and you should really take care of your gut health if you have thyroid problems. Even if you suffer from depressive moods, anxiety, mood swings, PMS symptoms, the cause can lie in your gut. It is said that approximately, and when I learned about that, I was really stunned, 90% of our happiness hormone, serotonin, is produced by bacteria in the gut. And serotonin, in turn, is the precursor for our sleep hormone, melatonin, which we need to sleep deeply and restfully. That means our gut significantly determines how we feel, our mood, and whether we sleep well. And the microbiome even has a very large influence on our appetite, yeah, hunger sensations, our cravings, and as well as our sense of satiety. Because it influences our insulin levels and the production of our hormones, leptin and ghrelin, which are both responsible, yeah, for if you are still, if you're hungry or um, if you're not hungry anymore. So you see that God is really, really important, not only for our hormone health, but for our overall health, yeah, for our emotional and mental well-being. And that's why it's so important that we also take good care of the gut. And maybe you're wondering now, what could lead to my gut not being well? And there are really incredibly many, many causes, but all of them are somehow related to our diet and our lifestyle. So for example, it could be if you eat a lot of gluten-containing grains or if you are potentially very sensitive to gluten, then sugar, especially refined sugar, if you consume it excessively, it has a negative effect on the gut flora. For some, it's dairy products, but not for everyone. But they have inflammatory potential for some people. But especially these artificial sweeteners, you know, also fructose additives, flavor enhancers, odors, colorings in industrial food. So it's very important that you avoid industrially produced or processed foods as much as possible. Then it can be chemical substances. So either from packaging materials like plastic or other environmental toxins. And a large proportion of digestive problems are also medications, so especially antibiotics. And it is already quite well known that antibiotics really destroy our gut flora. And if you are very ill, you have to take them. If it can't be avoided, that's quite clear. But we just have to try to avoid having to take these antibiotics all at, yeah, all the time or several times per year. So also painkillers like ibuprofen or anti-inflammatories or stomach acid blockers also destroy the gut flora quite clearly. So anyone who regularly consumes ibuprofen will probably eventually have a problem with the gut. And then pesticides also from conventionally grown fruits and vegetables, alcohol, excessive coffee consumption, but also infections and parasites of the yeast fungus candida, which is very common, can also lead to disturbances. So I would say 
The first important step is to reduce or even completely avoid certain foods that promote inflammation. And specifically, I mean industrially pro processed foods. Yeah, from French fries to pizza to sweets to cheap pasta to ready-made products. Because there are so many additives that the gut doesn't like. And you can start with that. And in early March, I have to announce You have the opportunity to detox with me in my Ayurveda Hormone Detox Program to strengthen your microbiome and to balance out many hormonal imbalances. So there you will learn a lot about your unique metabolism and your Ayurvedic constitution type. So I will guide you step by step and you will eat delicious, simple dishes that relieve your digestion and finally give your body the opportunity to get rid of toxins. There's also no water fasting or starving included. So depending on your goal, whether it's to lose weight, to gain weight, to heal your PMS, to increase your fertility, to get rid of menopausal problems, you will adjust your diet and daily habits. You can find the link in the show notes and feel free to write to me if you have any questions. I'm looking forward to having you. Thanks for joining in today. To learn more about the Thrive Podcast or to get involved in Karina's growing community and online courses, visit karinagrueling.com. Remain committed to intentional choices that help you grow and thrive in your body and life because you're worth it.